Welcome to From the Well, a podcast from the Academy for Spiritual Formation. We invite you to take the time to pause, center, and listen deeply. The content you will hear contains excerpts from faculty presentations recorded at Academy for Spiritual Formation events. The Academy is an international program ministry of the Upper Room that provides courses of retreat and study steeped in the rhythms and practices of contemplative life. For more information, please visit our website at academy.upperroom.org. We hope you enjoy. Welcome back to From the Well. I'm Rachel Kinney. There is a staleness about the end of winter. The holidays are long gone, taking with them their festivity and celebration, and leaving just the last clingings of cold weather. So close to spring, but not quite there. It reminds me of the too tight skin of a snake before it sheds, or the enclosing of the cocoon before it is time to emerge. What happens when something that used to be life-giving is no longer working? What happens when ritual turns to routine? Everything can get to this stale point. The church, our faith lives. So what do we do when the very thing that is supposed to be transformational or transcendent has lost its spaciousness or vision? What do we do when this happens to the church? This episode takes us to that fallow place, the place where our spiritual lives, both corporate and individual, seem lackluster. And it asks, what does this mean? And what's next? Listen now to Robert Benson from his Academy talk on a rule of life. If you believe the scholars and the media and the pundits who write about such things, they predict our increasing collective future irrelevance. And if you're not reading that, you're not paying attention. If you believe them, then I am also a member of the generation who is going to preside over the death of the church. You can call it postmodern, you can call it post-Christian, you can call it post-toasties if you want to. There is a world out there that says that we, all of us, we, the church militant or the church united or the church divided or the church whatever you want to call it, they say that we can do nothing to make each hour of the day holy unto itself. And 6,000 years of recorded religious history behind us says, yes, we can. It is your turn. We are told that the church is dead, that faith is dying. But maybe we are in a place making room for transformation, for a new revelation, new models, new ideas. New ways of being the body of Christ. How do we breathe life into a church or into our faith lives that have grown stagnant? How do we find life where there is none? How do we, as Albert Camus says, find an invincible summer in the midst of winter? 
Catherine Damiano tries to uncover some movement and dynamism as she speaks about the church and faith as a verb, drawing on her tradition of Quaker spirituality. Damiano speaks of church as a happening, as an unfolding, a place of becoming. Listen now. And the understanding of how church happens, it's a happening, it's a verb. If people are listening to the guidance of Christ, which is accessible at all times, for all situations, and to all people. So there's an understanding of universal salvation. Everyone has this inward Christ within them even if they never even heard the word Christ or had that understanding, if they're listening to that inward guide and living out of that in obedience, the etymological root of obedience is listening, I understand. Then church, the order of church, comes out of that. So gospel is the power of God. We've experienced the power of God, haven't we, this week? So gospel doesn't mean four books of the Bible or any kind of discourse, but it's the experience of the power of God. And order means that order which comes out of a community listening to God. So that order can change. That We don't have a strict polity. It's possible that that church governance can change and that we have to listen for the continuing revelation of Christ. What is the revelation of Christ we are being called to embody in our time? Perhaps what we are experiencing is not a permanent death, but the pain of shedding what no longer serves. The unknown of entering the cocoon of transformation to prepare for the next revelation. But what if we cling too tightly to the old skin or refuse to enter the cocoon? We may miss the revelation and lose touch with our real call. In this next segment, Catherine Damiano offers a warning from Gordon Cosby of the Church of the Savior on how this can happen. And Gordon Cosby speaks about the progression of church, how it evolves over time. And he did this uh, to at the 50th anniversary of the Church of the Savior to go back as an examine to see where they were. And this is something we all need to do. We start as a revelation. Our second generation is a movement, isn't it? Trying to keep that prophetic witness of the original revelation. Sometimes it's done better than others. And then it moves to a machine, he says and then ultimately a monument. Machines lack passion and soul, and monuments cannot change or move. They have lost their flexibility and their very lives. They forget that the model of church we are called to is not rigid or implacable, but it is instead living and human and spirit-led. Robert Benson reminds us that we are called to be the body of Christ. Alive, parts of a whole that work together. That our model of church is not a building, but a living thing. Here again, Robert Benson. In other contexts, we are always very happy to say to each other, we are the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. By tradition, 
according to the teachings of the ancient church. By tradition, going back to early Christian times, the divine office is arranged so that the whole course of the day and night is made holy. Here's the really, really good part. Are you ready? It is the very prayer which Christ himself prays to his Father through his body. We love to remind ourselves that if the Christ is to be seen in this world today, it will be because we answer the call to be the hands and feet of Christ. Don't you love that part? Except for when it scares you to death, but don't you love that part? We remember that it will be because we answer the call to feed the poor and seek the lost and visit the prisoners. And we're right to think about those things. We who claim to be Christ's body would do well to remember what the other traditions and teachings of the church have said. By tradition, going back to the earliest Christian times, the divine office is arranged so that the whole course of the day and night is made holy. It is the very prayer which Christ himself, together with his body, addresses to the Almighty God. In order to be the body of Christ, we must listen for the heartbeat, feel the life force, take part in the movement of Christ here on earth. Our vision of God must be flexible enough to allow for change, for new visions, for transformation. Even if at times this is uncomfortable, or takes us to places where we feel unsure about what to keep and what to let go of. For revelation and change are like a dream. They are elusive and yet somehow all-consuming. They call us into a story that seems larger than us, a vision that was before us and will continue after us. Robert Benson uses the vision of a cathedral what could easily become a monument to remind us of the living nature of our faith, our churches, and our God. Here again, Robert Benson. But it has seemed always reasonable to me to assume that if it took a couple of hundred years or so to build a cathedral, then the people who actually dreamed it up in the first place never actually saw it. Boy, ain't that so. Whole generations would have passed between the time that the dream was dreamed and the time that the choir actually came through the nave and down the aisle and up into the choir. Somewhere, I don't know where they are. <laughs> I need to find them. But somewhere there must be stories of families, whole families who through the generations worked on a cathedral. There must be stories of neighbors and schoolmates and whole villages who spent their entire lives as stonemasons or woodworkers or ditch diggers or carpenters for the cathedral that was being built on the hill just on the outskirts of town. <laughs> there must be stories of people who cut the glass that went into the windows that a neighbor's cousin had set back before their grandfather was born. A cathedral, I think, is a testimony to a lot of the really best things about us. Creativity and hard work 
and devotion and patience, craftsmanship and ingenuity. More than anything else, it is a testimony to dreams and to the people who dream them. Somebody dreams of this great house of worship, and then somebody starts dreaming about where you might build it. Then somebody dreams of where to find the stone for it, and then somebody dreams up a scheme to get the land rights. <laughs> then a whole lot of somebody's get caught up in the tide of this great dream, and people start cutting stones and hauling logs and raising money and driving nails and negotiating contracts and pounding iron. Whatever else it is those people think they are, what they really, really are, are simply dreamers. If you ask anyone who cut a stone or drove a nail in the cathedral at Cologne what they were, this is the kind of really lovely poetic answer you would have gotten. I'm just a carpenter. I ain't nothing. I'm a stonemason. I'm a seamstress. I'm just a stone cutter. I'm a blacksmith. If you had asked God about them, you would have heard something very, very different. <laughs> For without them, there is no cathedral. There is no temple built for the living God. What dreams is God dreaming into us? Maybe instead of fearing the death of the church and wondering what we can do to make sure it survives. Maybe we need to focus our energy on participating in the prayer of Christ and listening to the continuing revelation of God so that the dreams of the living God become our dreams. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this installment of From the Well, a podcast from the Academy for Spiritual Formation. We encourage you to visit our website at academy.upperroom.org to learn more about our ministry and to continue the conversation about today's topic. You can join our mail list from the contact page and you can also find us on Facebook. From the Well is now available on SoundCloud, iTunes and Stitcher. Just search for From the Well or Academy for Spiritual Formation from within any of those services. From there, you can subscribe to our monthly podcast, find previous episodes, offer comments, and share it with others. Thank you, and blessings on your journey.